Yo, 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 what's going on, my brothers and my sisters? We are back at it. We are here today. We will be discussing the senseless, the evil, the vile act of uh, police brutality that led to that brother Tyree Nichols losing his life. Now, I'm going to structure this in a way that everybody knows what I'm talking about. So this is how we're going to set this up. So essentially today, I'm going to be discussing how white supremacy and everybody talking about white supremacy didn't play a part because the cops weren't white. Yes, but they're upholding white supremacy. So to give you a little background, of course, Tyree Nichols was a 29 year old. Yeah, he's 29 years old. I think he would have been 30 this year, man. God bless him. Um, But he was pulled over. I didn't watch the video, but from what I'm seeing is they pulled him over, said he was recklessly driving. But the the police chief herself came out and said that that wasn't true. So they had no reason to pull him over. He wasn't on drugs. Um, They beat this man senselessly to the point where he was calling out for his mother. So, they, you got white supremacists coming out, coming up with these conspiracy theories. Yeah, he was a part of a gang, and they was a gang, and he was the the um, the vice lords of such and such is coming down, and they gonna try to. Da, da, da. And I'm like, yo, man, the cops were on the payroll of a gang, going after. That young fella, come on, man. Like, we have to stop this nonsense where every time a black man dies by the hands of the police, the black man is always put on trial to cast doubt in the minds of the viewers. It's trauma porn. And that's why I didn't even watch the video. After you watch the video... You come to the conclusion that cops are ruthless. And this is not the first time this has happened. This has been happening for years and years in our communities. A brother broke this down last night talking about SWAT and how the black, they always put black people in charge of these little units that's supposed to be looking over the black neighborhoods. And as black people, we continue to suffer by the hands of these race soldiers. And those black dudes were race soldiers. They were anti-black. Because you do not beat a man that didn't try to fight you. He wasn't resisting arrest. You telling somebody to put their hand. How can this man put his hands up when they beat him senselessly? How can you put your freaking hands up if they're beating you senselessly to it? Just beat you to death because he wound up dying three days later. Like, in what world are you living where you hear someone say, put your hands up, but you're getting batons put in your neck. You're getting batons put in your face. And what this video has done, it has brought out the coons. It's bring out the divesters. It's bring out the passport bros. All this stuff 
it's coming out now. Well, see, this is why we're not in America because of this. And, you know, uh, this is why we don't date black men. And, uh, man. So, I think last year, um, Bell Hooks passed away. And um, I'm not happy, nor am I sad that that woman passed away. The way that she used to talk about black men, she was a misandrist. She used to talk about black men and, uh, and everything was centered around how I hate the black man. But you, some some part of you is black. I don't know if she was fully black, but I wouldn't be surprised if she was a biracial and her dad was black and he just left her white mother because that happens a lot. Um. I know a lot of people that had black parents and a white parent left and then they have this disdain for the, you know, for whatever part, whatever parent left because it's white women leaving black men as well. They don't never talk about that. But some guy compared bell hooks. It was talking about they beat him up because they want to be in control of white supremacy or they want to be in control and patriarchy. And I'm just looking like, yo, that's a false equivalency, brother. You can't honestly take anything that Bell Hooks said that was backed up by no science. It wasn't backed up by facts. It wasn't backed up by articles. It wasn't backed up by research. This is stuff that this woman just got out the bed one day and said, I'm just going to make everything about black men. She disrespected the Central Park Five. Again, she disrespected the Central Park Five and never apologized to those dudes when it was found out, oh yeah, they didn't do that. But again, I'm going to read to you what this fool said that this, you know, said about this woman. So, I have to go to my page, but um, this is what this guy said about her. What's this buck dancing nigga name? Okay. Okay, the five police officers, this is Dr. Frank Leon Roberts. Everybody's a goddamn doctor. The five police officers who murdered Tyree Nichols are also representative of unspoken tradition amongst some cis hetero black men. The idea that black power simply means power to behave like a powerful white man. Lie. I'm going to break all this down. Read that again and let it factor into your analysis. Clearly, I don't know the sexuality of the officers and didn't mean to imply otherwise. They could be queer. They could be straight. Regards, the behavior is aligned with the tradition described above main point toxic black masculinity often allies itself with white supremacy white supremacy liberal words now before i go ill in it said ill and with this i said what i said the tweet is about toxic masculinity's relationship to white supremacy okay if you have a problem with black people who engage in intersectional analysis of anti-black police violence you probably won't like me that's okay a brother responded to this fool and said, you saw a man get beaten to death and your first thought process was to view it through an intersectional lens. Okay. All right. So how this motherfucker got 5,000 likes is beyond me. 
But I told him there's no such thing as toxic masculinity. What those coons did was an extension of white supremacy. It had nothing to do with masculinity. Just like the white lady who killed Terrence Crutcher. Was that toxic femininity? No. Never got an answer. See, the, 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 the thing about it is... You call that toxic masculinity, but the lady who put these people in position to be where they were in the scorpion unit. So let's go to the red dogs. I'm going to tell you all about the red dogs. All right, so I'm gonna give y'all a little background. Um, I'm gonna give y'all a little background on the Red Dogs. Let me see. Ah, this article. I'm sorry, y'all, but this article. So the Memphis police chief, she was a part of a unit from 1988 to 2008. So that's a span of 20 years. She was a part of the Red Dog Unit. The Red Dog Unit was supposed to fight against uh, crime and do all this other stuff. And... Um... Memphis police chief was once fired from then fired from then reinstated to Atlanta police department. The chief of police department had a lengthy career in Atlanta that nearly ended with her 2008 firing in a connection with a botched investigation involving the husband of a police sergeant. Now, Carolyn CJ Davis finds herself in the spotlight again as the nation awaits the release of the video of the purportedly what is that? I don't know how to say it, but showing the five Mrs. officers fatally beating a 29 year old motorist, Tyree Nichols, who was black, who was black, died three days later on January 10th. The five officers involved, all of whom were also black, were quickly fired and indicted on Thursday. They were brought up on second degree murder and other charges before the plane releasing a video. Comments made by the investigators and Davis herself indicted the footage was extremely graphic. Parallels have been already been made to the 1991 beating of Rodney King by the Los Angeles PD. And though King survived those injuries, police departments in Metro Atlanta and across the U.S. are in heightened alert as they brace for the intense backlash following the, video, the video's release. So, to get deeper, Davis, who became the chief of Memphis Police Department in 2021, got her start as a patrol officer in Atlanta in 1986. She quickly advanced through the ranks holding various titles before eventually being named deputy chief. As a commander, she led Atlanta's special operations section. 
which included SWAT, mounted patrol, motors, APD helicopter unit, vice, and narcotics. She also led the city's infamous Red Dog Unit. According to her biography on a Memphis police site, she served as Atlanta's police department's internal affairs commander. She was fired in 2008 for her alleged involvement in a botched sex crime investigation into the husband of Atlanta police sergeant. Another police employee was also fired and the sergeant, Tanya Crane, resigned before the department decided to punish her. The two detectives accused Davis of telling them not to investigate Crane's husband, Terrell Marion, after the department obtained sexual photos of him with underage girls, a federal jury later indicted T.C. Crane on charges of producing child pornography. He pled guilty to one count in January 2009. The federal indictment was issued after the police, after the Atlanta police took no action in the case, though an investigation by the city later pointed to Davis as largely the reason. The then chief Richard Pennington first demoted Davis from a major to a lieutenant before firing her. She challenged her firing before the city's civil service board and ultimately reinstated. She retired from the department in 2016 to take the job as the Durham, North Carolina police chief. So, I read that, didn't mean to take that time up, but I wanted to give y'all into a little background of why I don't really put too much into the stuff that that guy said about bell hooks you have a black woman in power she came up with the red dogs unit people talked about this red dog unit and so on and, I, and you know you listen to something like damn they were talking about them they was raiding people houses beating people to death they had to pay settlements she got fired they let her come back and she get she continued to serve eight years until she retired and then now she is the police chief in Memphis, which I don't get. I'm not understanding why she's able to continue to work when she has this track record. Why is she able to continue to work, able to continue to run police departments when she couldn't even handle the Red Dogs unit that used to terrorize black people in Atlanta? Everybody knew about this. Everybody knew about this. Everybody knows. It's not a secret that this woman should not be in her position because of what she led and how they treated the black neighborhoods. Now you just made another one you just made another police unit in Memphis called the Scorpion Unit they wound up it, it took them what 23 years to disband the Red Dogs so now you come up with a, a similar unit that's terrorizing people, and they killed the black man. So this whole notion that, oh, we need more black. No, we don't. We need people that are on code. Black cops are always overcompensating for their white counterparts. They didn't even tell you that a white guy was involved in this beating of Tyree Nichols. He tased him. 
So if a man is tased, why are you beating him? Because he's incapitated. He can't move. He's probably still shaking. And you could really, like, they almost killed him then because he can go into cardiac arrest. His heart can stop because you're beating him. He can die from shock. But then you got Coon talking about something. Well, what does white people have to... It's everything to do with white people. Back the blue. Everybody's talking, this ain't about colors, not black and white. It is about black and white. White supremacy runs the blue that y'all want to quote it as. See, I don't got time for these little soft-ass Negroes that get on TV and, oh, man, uh, Michael Irvin is on TV talking about, man, well, we just seen it. Why do we treat each other like this? They're freaking cops. They are paid to protect and serve. They're not paid to viciously beat somebody in the street over nothing. <coughs> Nobody's calling this police chief out. She needs to be called out for her role in covering up an, um, uh, an investigation into sexual acts with underage girls. She needs to be called into question about the Red Dog Unit. All this needs to be called into question. Coons like Brandon Tatum. He's, well, you shouldn't resist. A, bro, he didn't resist anything. And then he says some other cool shit like, oh, well, you can go soon buy yourself a Gucci bag. Like, nigga, what are you talking about? See, the problem is and why I don't like a lot of these 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 fools that be on TV talking about money and all that shit, like Dr. Boyce Watkins and all this other type of stuff. The reason I don't respect these dudes is because they equate everything that rappers do to what the black community does. The black community and rappers are two separate entities. I'm sorry about that. Y'all got cut off. But <clears throat> are we really sitting up here having this conversation about black and white in this situation where white supremacy essentially runs these police departments state sanctioned race soldiers that are out here they give them a badge they give them and say oh you have authority over these people no they don't have no authority over me listen man I, I have respect because I was raised that way. But a lot of these cops, whether it be black or white, mainly the black ones, they always overcompensate and trying to put a show on for Zaddy, for white Zaddy. They didn't tell you it was a white officer at the at the scene. They protected him. But you could tell how the tone is different with these black cops. I've never seen nothing like this in my in, in my life, but you've seen a man get a knee on his neck in 2020, George Floyd. You seen a man in Ahmaud Arbery 
get shot on camera for jogging while black. So don't tell me you've never seen nothing like this. See, the difference is and why everybody's speaking in this tone is because it was black policemen. Because if it wasn't black policemen, it would have been status quo. Listen, put these niggas on a ministry, put these white people on administrative leave. And then, well, we'll reevaluate this in a month. We're not releasing the body cam footage. Because Laquan McDonald, it took them almost a year to get that footage of that cop standing over top of him, shooting him in his back. A reporter had to sue the city to get that footage in a year. And I'm about to tell you about that. So let's go back to the Laquan McDonald murder. murder of Laquan McDonald took place on October 20th, 2014. That's my birthday. 2014 in Chicago, Illinois. McDonald was a 17-year-old who was fatally shot by Chicago police officer Jason Van Dyke. Police had initially reported that McDonald was behaving erratically while walking down the street, refusing to put down the knife, and that he lunged at officers. Preliminary internal police reports described the incident similarly leading to the shooting being justified and Van Dyke not being charged at the time. This was later disproved after the video of the encounter was released showing that McDonald was walking away. So, to give you background, he was guilty on a less serious conviction of second degree murder due to perceived mitigating factors. Guilty on all counts of Aggravated battery with a firearm, not guilty of official misconduct. First degree murder, six counts. Aggravated assault, 16 counts. So, let me see. On November 24, 2015, 13 months after the shooting, a court ordered the police to release a dash cam of the shooting. It showed that McDonald was walking away from police when he was shot 16 times by Officer Van Dyke. The same day Van Dyke was charged with first-degree murder and initially held without bail. He was released on bail November 30th. The city reached a settlement with McDonald's family for $5 million in April of 2015. On October 2018, Van Dyke was found guilty of second-degree murder as well as 16 counts of aggravated battery of firearm. Protests followed the murder of McDonald, demanding charge changes in the police and judicial procedure for the dismissal and resignation of city and county officials. Ron Emanuel won a second term in 2015 as a mayor of Chicago prior to the release of the dash cam footage 
but Cook County's state attorney, Anita Alvarez, lost her bid for re-election in 2016. So, do you see how it took 13 months to get <clears throat> the dash cam footage? They had to be sued for them to release it, right? You see that, right? You release the footage, the guy gets charged because they covered it up. This shit happens all the time. I've seen dash, I've seen um, body cam footage where the police talk to each other like, yo, turn your, turn your camera off. Why would I have to turn my body camera off? They've had body cameras for years. This stuff has been going on for years. This is not new. That brother senselessly got beaten. Lost his life. And the first thing people were talking about, well, this is how blacks always treat blacks. No, it's not. We've become so programmed to talk about our own and to talk about this and to talk about that. But we never get to the root issue of everything. This stuff that is happening is called structured violence. You live in a certain, you live in a red zone. That's where it's very violent. At. But they never tell you that there's no resources, lack of resources, lack of programs, unless you have the money to pay for this stuff. Because if you ain't got the money to pay for it, then you're screwed. Your kids won't have the best educations. Your kids won't have the best books. You know. And I'm starting to notice that what, what these famous black people do is go on TV and give an excuse for white supremacy. LeBron tweeting, oh, we are our own worst enemy. I'm like, ah. This dude, man, like the way that he says something about Kyrie taking up for those people. And then when he said this, the tone, but he didn't speak on Trayvon Martin. He didn't speak on not Trayvon, but Tamir Rice's murder. I don't know enough about it to comment on it. Sitting up there reading Malcolm X's book. I said, this motherfucker. He, he, one thing is, he will speak when it's time to speak sometimes. He plays that 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 whole passive-aggressive thing. But I just want to tell people, celebrities are not our mouthpieces they are not our mouthpieces they don't write think pieces they don't do any of these things they don't speak for us they don't represent us they represent themselves everything that they say is behind a check it, it, the only time they talk only time they won't talk is when there's money involved if they're not talking you know their money is on the line with uh with um certain paymasters so but back to this video and back to this whole sorry nickel situation they released that dash cam footage in two weeks 
when it takes usually years to get this and they had to sue. Um, and then even when the dash cam footage or the, the body cam footage is released, they never, they never, they still drag their feet and, and bring in, um, bring charges up. Alton Sterling, Philando Castillo. These people were murdered on camera. Terrence Crutcher was murdered on camera. Had his hands up and told her like, yo, my car is just broken down. He didn't resist arrest. He didn't do anything. But the main thing that I see a lot of people are doing. It's just that time I'm going to take these little soft handed shots. At black men. Oh, hetero black men are the reason. And I said, oh, God, these MFs with this hetero black cis hetero. Like, yo, nigga, call me a man. Like, I'm a man, bro. You ain't got to call me a straight. You know what I am, motherfucker. You know what I am. See, what they try to do is they try to be divisive and start talking this cis hetero and and straight gender. I don't want to hear about none of that. That shit don't matter. For all you know, all them dudes is gay. You don't know what they are. But when people pointed that out, it's like, well, I don't really know. Then why are you bringing it up? But anyway... Oh, I'm just I'm like it's just starting to it's everything is starting to boil down to black men have a fight whether it be their own women and that's by design that's nothing that they just woke up and just start doing that's by design ladies and gentlemen they put these black women in these high places they tell us oh you voting for judges and you're doing this and you're doing that but these black female judges are some of the worst ones for us. Because if you go in there and you think like, all right, well, it's a black judge. Maybe she'll be lenient. No, they don't be lenient. They're still involved in white supremacy, which is that judicial system. They're just pawns on the chessboard. They're not making any changes. They're not doing anything. And you're a fool if you believe that putting a black place in a high face, a black face in a high place is helping. It's not helping. I don't get excited by that. Same thing happened with Obama. Same same thing happened with, uh, what's that guy's name? Um, Eric Holder. He had a black DOJ. No charges were ever charged with these cops murdering, uh, black people. Um, Nothing ever came out of it, Freddie Gray. And, and I'm I, like, when you think about that, think about how under Obama he had a all he had a black DOJ. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. And a brother made a good point because he said everybody talking about Derek Chauvin. Yeah, but th- that's one out of many. Like I said, George Zimmerman, he can't walk the streets regularly no more. 
Darren Wilson, he can't walk the streets regular. These people go into hiding, get money and go into hiding. Darren Wilson got a million dollars for all these interviews so he could pay for his legal representation. Come on, man. Like, we, we really have to start taking a long look at these things and stop being so goddamn naive and stupid. Like, the comments, the discussions that are being had is almost damn near as disgusting as that damn video. I didn't even watch the video. I don't want to watch it. But it's disgusting. It's very disgusting that black people are having discussions about Bell Hooks, who was a traitor to her race. She was a feminine, horrible person. But I'm not going to speak ill on the dead, but she was a horrible person. But to kind of go back to the video is reports coming out and I don't know how true they are. So I'll say all this stuff is alleged. So Tyree Nichols allegedly worked at FedEx and was messing with one of those cops, ex-wife, allegedly. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's not. I don't know if it's true or not. I say allegedly to protect myself from defamation from a cease and desist I say all you always say allegedly but all these things allegedly happen and then the guy comes up his ex-wife and, and they said he sent her a picture so we you know you don't know what's true but I know one thing that's not true is this wasn't gang related so I'm gonna need people to stop coming up with stories to try to to, to defame black folks the lamestream media doesn't defame they always they don't defame the cops they still haven't pulled the, the coats of these cops out these cops they still haven't pulled the coats out of these cops they haven't did a deep dive into their background and seen where they came from and seen what they did to people they still haven't done that but they're so comfortable doing it to us when we're dead they do it to us, Oof, excuse me, when we're dead because we have no way of defending ourselves. That's by design. So I'll leave the family with this. When people talk about um. When people talk about um, masculinity and they talk about toxic masculinity, which doesn't exist. Uh, I want you to leave them with this. 
Leave them with this, ladies and gentlemen. Masculinity is the ultimate balance of strength, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual, and vulnerability. Strength is the capacity to protect, and vulnerability is the capacity to love and be loved. I'll leave you with that, my brothers and my sisters. Because for some moist coon to come out and say that black toxic masculinity is what caused that man to lose his life that's a real slap in the face to his parents that's a slap in the face to him and it's a slap in the face to every black man in America because it's like we can't operate as men we have to operate as soft and we got to be a certain type of way to get a certain type of reaction from this that and the third let's please let's stop making these false equivalencies and intersectional and intersectionality leave that stuff in 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 2020 2023 leave that stuff for 10 years ago have those conversations with people that actually give a damn about intersectionality i don't give a damn about that that's not important it's not under my agenda but i'm gonna do an episode on them about i'm gonna do an episode on the academy and we're gonna break them motherfuckers down too but listen man i love y'all i'm going peace